Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's interview features Captain Corey Elder from XTR Charters out of Presque Isle in Erie, Pennsylvania. Corey is a character who has a lot of fun on his boat. Topics discussed in this podcast include multi-species angling on Lake Erie, fishing the Great Lakes with the trailerable boat, and seasonal changes of the lake in and around Presque Isle. Let's bring on Captain Corey Elder from XTR Fishing Charters. Captain Corey, how you doing? Hey guys, uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you on the you, show. You look like you're ready to party, Corey. This, uh, actually, it's, it's <laughs> we're celebrating Lenny's birthday. He's a uh, nice. cat we had growing up, and so uh, <laughs> my daughter dressed me. Nice, she did. She did good. I happy birthday, Lenny. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you. You're going to find with Captain Corey Elder, and if you follow him either on Facebook or Instagram or wherever it is, uh, Captain Corey uh, has a lot of fun in the water. Uh, he he does. His clients have a lot of fun in the water. Yeah, well. yeah. He, he puts some great content out there. It's fun stuff to fun stuff to follow. Oh, thank you. Yeah, think, thank you. I think I've asked you before, but uh, you know, you we've talked about this, and you've got clients that come out on the boat, and all of a sudden uh, they're dancing and doing all these things, and. Their wives can't believe that you, you're able to get their, their husbands to do these things. <laughs> yeah, it gets goofy sometimes. I uh, Actually, my buddy and I were talking about getting a karaoke machine, just a little Bluetooth karaoke okay. machine. So that'll be new for this year. <laughs> All right, new for this year, I'd get the Corey Elder's boat a karaoke machine. So, well, let's, let's talk some fishing, Corey, and, and tell us a little bit about your area, your Lake Erie we go out of uh, Presque Isle it's it's a really nice area for diversity because you have the the bay and the peninsula you got on the inside you got weeds and almost like an inland lake set up and then you go around the bend and you're out in the Great Lake uh, so the opportunities there are, are, are ample I mean we start off anywhere I think this year I'm gonna wait till early April but, you know, you can start, you know, pike fishing in, in March, largemouth fishing, perch fishing, crappy fishing. But uh, our, you know, <clears throat> our, the meat of our business is, you know, lake trout, smallmouth, walleye, steelhead, and, you know, some various silverfish. But, yeah, we start our season off in uh, mid-April uh, for lake trout, and we'll kind of switch on and off depending on what, you know, what's booked each day, you know, we'll be bass fishing one day, Laker fishing the next day, but we usually wrap up our lake trout in middle of May, and I'll push smallmouth fishing into late June if I can, but uh, our lake trout fishing in the springtime, it's all trolling. Um, we jig in the fall, but, you know, in the spring, we're the traditional cowbells, mag spoons on dipsies, stuff like that, um, but it, it it gets a lot of fun. We start to throw in the smallmouth. Uh, a lot of, if it's cold out, we're sticking to the blade bite. Uh, as those fish come in shallow, you get in around that 52 degree, mid 50s. As you get into high 50s, you start seeing those fish up shallow. You know, if you've clients that never gone bass fishing, you know, you can take them 
up in the shallows or, you know, if you have tournament guys or, you know, just repeat guys, they want something new, you can go out in the lake. There's fish that spawn. There's just as many fish that spawn on the lake as in the bay. So that's a nice opportunity to escape the crowd. Yeah, and then the walleye, July and August, uh, trolling. Uh, we do get a, some people to twist our arms. We'll go jigging off the some of the shipwrecks, but it's uh, from a business standpoint. I mean, I love trolling because you know you can run two or three trips in a day, and that's how I'm able to be off all winter with my daughter. Uh, Pete Alex in uh, Damien Kuzman kind of got me on to the offshore silverfish gig and that's a lot of fun in uh late july early august going after those trout out out in the deep water and we kind of added that in this year we did some stuff last year and you know still learning so i didn't really want to advertise it but uh they're kind of my mentors in that and <clears throat> i think i got it dialed in enough now that i can confidently advertise you know hey we're going we're just going to catch steelhead today and you know occasional salmon and that's a blast but then rolling into you know september you know we'll still be walleye fishing and then uh start bass fishing again in october late october we start night fishing for walleye and we finish our season up november early december jigging for lake trout so you've got a lot of options i mean obviously a lot of it comes down to seasonalities and especially on lake erie when you've got this big walleye migration that comes across the lake when they're there, they're there, and when they're not there, they're definitely not there. Um, just how do you go about in the morning deciding what you're going to go chase? Because I think a lot of people know Lake Erie for walleyes. They know that there's good steelhead fishing in there. But, you know, not a lot of people, at least in the, where I'm from, think of Lake Erie as, hey, let's go bass fishing on Lake Erie. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of go about putting a program together for each individual day. So in, in, in a sense, it is premeditated, you know, the day before, you know, that we know what we're doing, but the, the bass fishing, the reason I try to target the spring, that's your most productive. It's easy. Um, you know, if you target a tourist crowd, they're going to come in, you can put a rod in their hand, they can catch fish. Uh, you know, bass fishing in the summertime, it, it, it does get more difficult. You know, you, you start to rely more on electronics and you start to, um, ex you can tell, you know, when someone's experienced or they're inexperienced, you know, as the fishing, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily get harder to fish or, you know, it's just, they're harder to target. And, you know, with customers that are inexperienced, that's bass fishing. It, it's a no, no brainer for me in the tourist aspect of things. You know, we target them in the spring when they're up shallow uh, pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn, and then uh, once they hit the lake, we're pretty much, you know, we're walleye fishing. Um, actually, it is kind of funny. I, I, I did it as a joke. I, I put a freshwater drum on my uh, on my website, and I get calls. People say, hey, we want to go drum fishing. And, you know, we've had biologists uh, for cancer research. You know, they'll fill a cooler up with 50 of them. And... Uh, <laughs> I got a picture back from them. What they did is they took half the fish to cancer research and half the fish. They had a uh, freshwater drum fish fry. And I was invited, but I was busy that day. Uh, I had to walk the goldfish. <laughs> well, um, can you get into that a little bit, Corey? That's actually uh, 
question I would have is uh, how do they use freshwater drum for, for cancer research? That I don't know. They were professors from a school, but I think the thing was was testing them for plastics. I think that was the basis upon it, and how they rolled that over into cancer research. I don't know. Um, I will tell you this: those drum are fun to catch. I mean, if you're in just catch and release fishing like a bass fisherman, I mean these things they fight. You can catch a hundred of them in six hours. Just jump on the cool. boat and we sling some silver blades at them and it's some it's one after another what does your boat look like you know in order to to be able to target all these different species i mean we're talking about a lot of tackle here so that's a big thing um so how you were asking how do i turn what i'm doing you know that morning of that's kind of why i had to structure my year around species because you know i'll get people you know hey we want to do this but i'm like you know the boat's rigged up it's got trolling plugs in it. It's got spoons and it. it's got everything that I would use for a trolling program. And I got 30 spinning reels, you know, stowed away back, back at home or, you know, not in the boat. So it's really premeditated. I got to tell, you know, Hey, this is what we're doing. These are the options. And a lot of times it's just, it just scheduled as such. But, um, for the last couple of years, I ran a, uh, we, we went with the W WX 2200, like, um, Robert was running. Uh, this year, we're running the, the Camus, the DV-22, and it's a pretty cool boat. I, I'll be honest, I'm still learning it. Uh, I got probably 30 hours on it at the end, tail end of last season. But, I, you know, I can fit 20, 20 trolling rods and still have room on top for, you know, 10 various trolling, you know, if it's, if it's steel or, if, you know, throw some lead cores in there. And then I got another box I can fit. 30 spinning reels in so <clears throat> you can fit a lot in those little boats uh the biggest thing is safety equipment so i got to take into consideration you know what are we using today because you know i this half a boat you know whether it be a life vest for every scenario you know that 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 can fill up half the front of the boat those big life vests and uh so it, you you definitely have to plan around having a boat like that but you know, it, it gets easy as you section things off into seasons rather than having the whole kitchen sink in the boat at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody thinks, you know, you said it earlier, Chris, everybody thinks Lake Erie and walleye. You know, I've gone out and done the, the lake trout thing on out of Erie there, and it's it's stupid. I mean, it can be. You, you hit that time right, and, and uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's world class. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, Corey, the, the lake trout. Especially on your side of the lake, I mean, that Crestown area is, is super, super good. The spring is really traditional. Um, it's kind of what you'd see in Ontario or Superior or, or Michigan. But the fall, and, and like there again, too, but that's the big attraction. Um, November, December, uh, they're rolling up. They're in 20 foot, 15 foot. Sometimes they're in five foot of water. And you can throw bucktails, blade baits. Um, my favorite's uh, three-eighths three ounce uh, gold blade is really what I'll have on 90% of the time for customers. Um, the bucktails are nice, too. Orange, green, yellow, white. The uh, VMC makes some nice ones, just pre-tied uh, three-eighths or quarter ounce. But that's a lot of fun. You'll go side scan and... It'll, there's a bunch of submarines. There's it looks like there's a hundred thousand carp as you're going down the lake. It's just there's 
from you know Pennsylvania, you know halfway into New York, I think you know there's 90% of that basin's population just they're right in there spawning. So it's just it's insanity. I think we just I run a four hour and a six hour for lake trout, and our six hour records 109. You know that we boated. <laughs> I had to start using heavier lines, you know, try to get them to the boat. Because if you have a, yeah, if you have a four-person charter and they all have a fish on at once, it's it turns into a mess. Right. Yeah. What's that like, Corey? And especially, you know, with Lake Erie, with the water quality getting to where it is and that water clarity, you go in those areas and you're fishing those lake trout in such shallow water. Um, what is that like for people to get in there and really be able to to see what's going on while you're doing? It? So, last four or five years, it's been, I, I guess, traditional November weather. It's been windy, so it's usually, uh, it, it's it's usually quite dirty. Once you get in underneath that thirty foot, twenty five foot, it's usually pretty like you might have a foot of visibility max, uh, especially once you're in the late November, just because it's just always windy. Just, I mean, I guess like all the Great Lakes in November. Um, at nighttime, you know, you can go down to some of the marinas and see them. Uh, it's pretty cool just looking at them that you'll just see them cruising around. But as far as, you know, where we're targeting them, I rarely can you see them more than 12 inches underneath the surface. Hmm. So it, it gets pretty, pretty wild where you're going in with that wind and that time of the year. Yeah. <clears throat> It, it, I kind of feel it out. You know, I have my threshold where I'll say, hey, uh, we're not going. I don't, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to sink the boat today. And there's, you know, if the customer's comfortable and I'm not at that level, uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll call an Uber. We'll just go down to the next port and I'll Uber them back to the parking lot and I'll Uber back to get my trailer. So that's nice having that option. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's just one of the things of a trailerable boat that, you, you know, you, you, you think about, you know, the traditional Great Lakes charter boat. And, and that's just one of those things that having something on a trailer just opens up a whole kind of whole new world of possibilities, you know, when you're dealing right. with weather and different species. So, Facebook, it's uh, Dean Kruger. And Dean wants you to talk a little fish hawk. He says uh, he's been using his fish hawk for a year now in Lake Michigan. He loves it. You tell me your basic approach to maximize the benefits of the product, capitalize on complete changes. For my use, the fishhawk, I uh, I'm using it if I'm lake trout fishing, if I'm steelhead fishing, uh, if I'm walleye fishing. Uh, you know, really the big thing for me is is temperature. What I'll do, say, I'll just hypothetically, it's uh, late July and I'm looking for steelhead, or you know whatever various silver fish might be in that area. We call them. Um, I'm looking for smelt on the glue to the bottom. And then as I drop that ball down, I just look for the first temperature break. You know, uh, you get into that mid-lower 50-degree water, those trout like that, but I'll, I'll start targeting. If I, if I see marks in that first break, that's where I'm going to fish. Um, but then you can really hone in. You know, you can keep keep dropping, keep dropping. You get, you get into... A dog day in August, you know, the surface temperature is like 80 degrees. Uh, and those fish sometimes are in the bottom. I mean, they're in upper 40 degree water. water. Um, so that that's such an important tool that 
I grew up bass fishing. So I look at these guys trolling. I'm like, man, they got like little Bluetooth probes. They're dropping down into the water. Like, what are they doing? But that's a game changer. I mean, what you guys uh, produced is it's, it's, you know, you look at forward facing sonar technology. Now that's that big leap that it has taken for, you know, jigging fishermen or, you know, salmon guys trolling that it totally changed the game. Being able to see where that temperature is and, on Lake Erie, uh, the current's not not what it is, you know, on Ontario, or um, I don't have any experience fishing on Michigan, but, you know, you'll dial in, you know, hey, you're catching this fish at 2.8, and you turn around, same speed, but your boat's going 2.2. You bump it up, and you're firing away at him again. It's 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 incredible. Yeah, it's kind We're of talking about species, a lot of different topics, a lot of different fish species on Lake Erie. And the nice thing about that lake is it's so uh, target rich, lots of different things to go after. But, Corey, if you could only do one thing uh, the rest of your life and say, hey, this is the only thing you can fish out there, what would it be? What would you choose as far as uh, a tactic and a species of fish? And tell us what. You know, if I didn't do it for, for the money, you know, if I. Walleye fishing, obviously, is a gravy train where we're at. Uh, I love bass fishing. Um, I, I would go and I'd be that goon in shallow water uh, bass fishing all year. <laughs> That's just it's what I grew up doing. I love it. Um, but, you know, meeting these guys, you know, the, I call them the trout guys, uh, which, you know, you guys... <laughs> Just, I, it's incredible the opportunities that are there, and um, I really—it's so hard for me to put my thumb on one one thing. I think as time goes on, I I start to like, you know, trolling more, more and more every year. I like it more. Um, it's just the the science behind it, and you know the the constant moving parts that you got to figure out, and every day is different, and uh, that's fun. We're bass fishing, you know. Environmental factors play into whether or not they're going to eat. Not, not day to day where they're at. You know, you, your your uh, trolling ball field's much bigger, so it's it's fun to get the science behind it. All right, Corey Elder, uh, tell us a little bit about your boat. I and mean, that's one of the things that and you talked about a little bit having a, a trailable boat. You talked a little bit about the storage <coughs> solutions, but when you're doing what you're doing, you definitely need a boat that will. Uh, get you to the places you need to get and get it be able to work in that hairy stuff but also get in the shallows um also be able to move around quickly tell us a little bit about what you're running for a boat and and just some of the things you have on there to make life easier for you i uh so this this year we uh got hooked up with that uh the supercharged v8 from mercury um super easy to maintain the boat's quick it's it's a you know it's a it's a glitter boat um, it has that Swedish engineered zip wake on it. So with that and combined with the auto trim, I can literally just drive the boat. You know, it's, as I put the hammer down, it'll actually trim the, it'll automatically trim and that zip wake will automatically account for, um, you know, X, Y, and, you know, Z access. So it, it's such a, it's, it's fun driving. It really is fun. And, you know, you can go to the 22 miles out and, you know, 58 mile an hour, full bore, and you can, I can take it in a foot of water, you know, and not hit, hit my skeg. 
we switched. We used to have uh, run Atlas plates, but you know we went over to Bob's machine because they're a little more uh, into the Mercury crowd. But so far, I mean, we love it, and you could bury that engine in there as deep as you need to get bite, or you can put that thing so where there's only eight inches of skeg in the water. Very good, Corey. I appreciate you coming on here, uh, joining us virtually. Is there anything you wanted to say or something to talk about before we let you go here? <clears throat> I uh. I'm ready to go fishing. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate you guys having me and, you know, giving me the opportunity to, to, you know, jump in here. I, uh, I just, all the guys you guys have on this list, uh, speakers. I mean, I'm taking notes as soon as I get off here, I'm going to, I'm going to get back and take notes, you know, go back and listen to everyone else. There's just so much information out there. Something that we've found that's really cool is most of the guests we have on the show our, our viewers <laughs> right. sticking yeah, around and yeah. watching the show and seeing yeah. what's going on. So, well, Captain Corey, uh, again, appreciate you having you having you on uh, again this time this time around for the show. Uh, take care and good luck on the water this season. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, thanks, Corey. All right, that's Captain Corey Elder from XTR Fishing Charters. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.